Welcome to episode 12 of the Cordyceps Crew, an unofficial podcast for HBO's The Last of Us. My name is Richie, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Klupp. Hello. And today, we'll be stepping up as casting directors and giving our wishes for casting of a few key roles in season two. So, I do... <laughs> I wish we could. I could be a casting director because this was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was. It was fun. Because um, I mean, like, I know I'm decent with like visually, like seeing a person like as an actor and like being like, oh, I know that person. They're in, you know, this show and that show. But like with names, I'm like not great at that. So uh, I learned a lot about uh, some of the cat, the uh, acting pool uh, that's currently out there um and uh, it was fun it was fun to go around and pick some stuff um and uh just a couple notes before we get started uh keep following us on those socials guys you know so we uh we've got instagram we've got twitter uh, and of course uh rate and review us on uh apple podcasts spotify wherever you listen to podcasts uh because we're getting definitely a lot of listeners now, um, like uh, more than we've already been getting. So uh, I'm very happy uh, with the general reception. And it's, uh, you know, I still want a couple emails. You know, we have, we've had one email and it was great. And it, my dream had come true for, for one moment. <laughs> uh, but I, I want to keep getting them. Uh, so you can email us at cordycepscrew at gmail.com. And... Yeah. Uh, again, just thanks for thanks for the support. Uh, we we both really appreciate it, and keep going. Um, also, another note: I did post this on Twitter, uh, but in case you're not following us on Twitter, which again, get on that. Um, we are trying to do a Monday release uh, schedule, so we will record sometime during the week, and then um, I will set the podcast to be released on a monday morning so just for you guys for your guys sake it's a little bit more uniform you're not going to be wondering when in the week it's going to come uh come out and uh i just think for you guys it'll be a little bit more of a schedule um and i think also it just i don't know for me i'm a avid podcast listener and that's you know, I get to work on Monday and I check to see all the podcasts that have released and it just it just makes sense. It's a, it's an intuitive change, I think. Um, but yeah. And uh, you have anything else or? Um, uh, yeah. In terms of, of programming notes, um, next week we are going to we're going to have a little bit of fun um, and we are going to we're going to I'm going to uh, read over some of the actual science has been published on Cordyceps. And uh, I'm going to basically explain like a layman. We're going to have a little discussion based off of uh, the actual science, how cordyceps might actually like change human biology. Um, We'll kind of revisit the cold opens and some of the science that was talked about there. And then we're going to do a little thought experiment with how the show (laughs) might be different. We have all the same characters, uh, but they (laughs) had to deal with the, the cordyceps pandemic. Uh, as it actually would be based off of the biology. So we're going to do the real science of cordyceps. And then I believe after that, we're going to think about getting started on our playthrough of The Last of Us. Um, So Mm -hmm. now that there's been patches out for the PC version, I think anyone who is even slightly considering, um, you know, 
picking that game up for the first time or replaying it again. Um, if you if you are not a gamer, um, obviously it's a pretty high bar into entry in terms of like buying the things you need to 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 play. But you can get used PS4s out there pretty cheap. Um, PlayStation fives are obviously pretty expensive. Uh, PCs are pretty expensive, but you know, you don't, you don't need to be playing the the latest and greatest version because every version of the last of us part one holds up really well. It's available on PlayStation three on PlayStation four, PlayStation five and, and uh, PC as well. So um, a few weeks to download it. If you guys have any of those systems and are interested in playing along with us, um, we haven't decided exactly how we're going to, um, incorporate you know a game that's basically like 15 hours into like a a weekly release schedule over a couple months but uh yeah. uh we'll, we'll figure something out and um hopefully you guys can kind of play along with us or play it and then listen along and 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 we can recapitulate our experience and um you know hopefully we can all kind of go through it together so that's that's what's coming up over the next couple of weeks and months yeah and you know, honestly, I've been thinking too. I, I I'd love to play around with like maybe just trying to record myself playing the game like from my PC. Um, so even if you're somebody who wants to see the game in action but doesn't want to, you know, buy a PlayStation Five or doesn't, you know, have any interest in like actually, you know, putting your hands on a controller and and playing the game, um, that is something that. I'm I I don't see a reason why I wouldn't be able to do it. I, at the very least, I can at least just record the game uh, and then upload it to our, our YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, it's I'm not uh, I'm not gonna promise you know you know like a Twitch streamer quality you know <laughs> um, quality you know background and you know, the, the nice flashy neon lights, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'll at least you'll at least be able to watch the game. That's the, really the important part. Uh, so the, um, but yeah, yeah. If that's something that interests you too, uh, make sure again, you go to the link in our description and you can, uh, get to our YouTube channel from there. Um, which also a separate note, I'm going to go when I've got a little bit more time, things have been, I'm actually going away this weekend. Uh, I'm going to upload the audio for our podcast onto youtube as well so i i did the first episode uh but i'll probably well i i know i will go through and just upload the audio for the rest of them so um, i was gonna ask what's on our youtube because i don't actually know (laughs) yeah so So. we have one we have one episode the first one went up there because i you know it it wasn't that it wasn't that bad but it it, it's funky it's there's technicality about you know having audio on youtube you have to have video associated with it so you have to like Mm. create um, a backdrop it's not that hard but again like i you know just a little bit of background about me i don't know any i'm learning all of this editing stuff on the fly so like <laughs> you know we're you know we're relatively i mean we are new podcasters so like we are we're we're learning it all on the fly and i feel like we're we're doing you know not to pat ourselves on the back i think we're doing pretty well and learning a lot of of stuff really quickly and um, that's kind of like the next thing on the docket for me is trying to, uh, to get that out there for you or for people who are on YouTube, because that's you know, a huge platform. So, uh, sure. don't want to, don't want to miss any audience out there that might be, be interested, but yeah. So I All think right. that's it for notes. I, um, I think it's time to get to the show. 
yeah, let's get to the main part of the show, which is our casting choices for season two of The Last of Us. Again, um, going to be spoiler heavy. We're going to talk about characters that are in season two. Uh, if you don't want to know what characters are going to be upcoming and or what their importance to the show or anything like that, you know, uh, it's going to be spoiler heavy. That's all I can yeah. really say. So, Do with that information now. what you will. <laughs> um, so, so what was your, um, I'm curious. So, so the basically what we did coming into the show is I came up with a list of the major roles um, that, that need to be casted. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously there's going to be major roles. I'm sure they're going to introduce, but I came up with a, a couple, uh, like a dozen or so names that need to be casted. And, uh, we kind of just did open season. The two of us independently came up with names and we're going to reveal themselves to each other for the first time on air. What was your, um, general process for these names in terms of finding people to, to fill these roles? Um, that's an interesting question. I, I think, um, it, it's funny because to me, it doesn't seem so important when you actually get into the show, but I definitely started by just look like trying to find actors or and actresses that looked like the character in the game, uh, <laughs> which I think is not necessarily the best starting point because I, I, Again, like I don't think it's that important. Like for me, like Bella Bella Ramsey doesn't look anything like Ellie, but she did amazing uh, in the show. So like to me, that doesn't um, it shouldn't matter. Uh, like there's yeah. a lot. It's it's but like obviously you know part of the fun is trying to match somebody who looks exactly like the character in the game. It's just like it's just it's fun to do that. I think so. That was definitely one of them. And then um, also just like general vibe of something that I hate the I hate saying that just just vibes, bro. But but really, that was what it came down to a lot yeah. was like past shows I've seen an actor and actress in and reminding me of the character that they might play. So, again, that really doesn't matter either. I mean, a lot of these actors and actresses are very um, they can play any type of role, um, but. Again, that's just that's just where my mind went. Um, but you find yourself doing similar things, or yeah, different? kind of. I um, I, I saw a lot of people on on the internet on TikTok, kind of just uh, pulling up actresses that had you know a buff body type and saying, "Oh, this is this is Abby." Like, mm. I mean, that's the the point of an actors and actresses, or they they're able to modify their body types for roles pretty easily. So, like, I I, I didn't really go based off of just appearance. My, my thing was kind of like, if I was familiar, I'm familiar with the, the roles, right. By playing the game. Mm-hmm. If I was familiar with an actor or actress that for some reason, their characters in other shows or TV made me think that they would be well adapted to the role and they fit the general age and ethnicity profile um, I kind of came up with like a short list and then mm-hmm. found the ones that I just had like a good gut feeling about. There were other roles where I thought there was actors or actresses that that kind of followed that pipeline, but they didn't fit the age. Usually it's like the age roles. Um, yeah. So I kind of, in that case, I kind of had to go and either like think about actors or actresses that did fit the age and ethnicity roles, but maybe didn't 
necessarily um, have like previous roles that would lend themselves to being, you know, good for the, for the last of us part two. There's also the fact that obviously age and ethnicity is, is malleable. They can change that at will. And they've already done that. Like with Pedro Pascal and, and uh, Gabriel Luna being Hispanic when they're, they're not in the, in the games. Mm. So, but you know, just for, for keeping it simple, I tried to just match it up. Um, I think a good example for the the role of Yara, an actress that I think like fits a lot of the profile is uh, Stephanie, uh, Stephanie Hu or Sue from um, uh, everything everywhere all at once. She Mm -hmm. played Jabu Tabaki. I think she, she fits the ethnicity profile. And I think that uh, she's like an extremely versatile actress. I think I, for some reason, like she strikes me as a really good Yara, but she's also in her, late or mid yeah. mid or early early 30s and yara is supposed to be like 16 and i yeah. think generally when they cast there's usually like a a plus 10 to 15 years but like plus i mean I, that that feels like it's on the age limit you know so it's i know funny. that age is is not a a um the the like the most limiting factor but i tried to keep it within like 10 years or so it's funny that you mentioned that because my for that character specifically is probably my biggest like age discrepancy uh for really? Yara. yeah which uh yeah. we'll get to that we'll get to that one that's not yeah. not the first one on the, on the so, list for us yeah we basically just uh pulled this out of our ass because we have no expertise in the field yeah. and we just wanted to talk <laughs> about it that that was our that was our pipeline um but yeah so, if, you know, directly if you're listening uh, so uh first roll up is obviously the most important uncasted role and that is the role of abby yeah. um I, I talk am, to me about your choice for abby uh I'll be just going to give like short blurbs for each of these characters, not because obviously everybody knows who they are if you're at this point, but in case you forget, I mean, you should know who Abby is. I shouldn't have to, but some people, you know, will forget oh, who is Yara again. Who is Mel? Like, so I'll just give like short things. Abby's the one that kills Joel. Um, so, so, uh, <laughs> so that's that one. Um, but I picked uh, Shannon Barry. So Shannon Barry, I think is probably the most popular take for this one. I saw uh, that just, a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what most people are saying. And I think she fits the she would fit the role pretty well, I think. I mean, she she plays she looks I think she looks the part. I think she play she plays a significant role in a show called The Wilds, which is a uh, dystopian drama series on uh Prime Video. Uh so she's definitely got the acting chops to do it. Uh I've watched, you know, I for some of the shows that I haven't like seen, I try to watch like certain clips of them like actually you know performing the role and i think she fits it pretty well uh i think it's also going to be pretty hard to just match abby's physical presence from the game because i think it's it's pretty jarring it's like pretty it's like shocking yeah (laughs) in a sense um it is very video game-esque uh i mean i think the the voice actor who played um or the motion capture person had to like wear actual like adding an armor to make it make herself like buffer. Yeah. Um, I think her name is Jocelyn Mettler. She's not that built in real yeah. life. She's, yeah. she's, she's a uh, toned, but she's not like that, that buff. Yeah. So I think finding an exact like physique is, is probably not, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. I mean, I mean, I could be, I could be wrong, but I, I just don't think um, that's realistic. Um, but the, 
but yeah, I, that's who I picked was uh, Shannon Berry. All right, I um, I went a little left field. This was the one where, for some reason, my gut really kind of jumped out. Um, my role, my my choice was Nina Bloomgarden, who uh, played in uh, a show on Am or not on on Hulu. Um, that uh, I kind of liked, although it fizzled out pretty fast. Called the Resort. Um, so she played the role of uh, Violet. And in the show, she is a um, a resort goer that strikes up a relationship with one of the main characters. And it's revealed that she is um, has this kind of like single minded determination quest on finding her um, mother or finding out more about this place that her mother had believed in um, called Pasaje. And she's. She seems like a pretty versatile actress, but the kind of like like emotional intensity and vulnerability that she showed in in this role, um, along with like some kind of buried charisma that makes you want to root for her. Uh, she fits the age profile, and I think having she's not particularly built, but I think that for all of the flashback scenes before Abby puts on muscle, you know, she has that, and then she can put on um, uh, muscle for all of the other scenes, but. Something mm-hmm. about her, the, the the mixture of intensity, vulnerability, and also being an actress that uh, doesn't have a ton of work, so she's not super busy and could be uh, committed for a couple years, I think helps. Um, also, in the show, mm-hmm. her father was played by Nick Offerman, and so there is a networking connection there. Um, like, Nick Offerman might be able to recommend her to the role. So That's cool. Um, so, yeah, I picked uh, Nina Bloomgarden for my Abby. Okay, I like I like that. That's a that's definitely. I I don't think I saw that that prediction. I think you're you're definitely. Not, I don't want to say it is a little out of left field, but I do like I like the connection that you got out there. Um, that's cool. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, Dina. Uh, so Dina, you should probably everybody should remember. Uh, love interest for Ellie, girlfriend. Uh, kind of a love triangle with another character, Jesse. Um, and the pregnant one, <laughs> if you, if you want to remember her that way. Um, so I picked, uh, Daphne Keen. uh, Daphne Keen played X 23 in Logan back in 2017. So she was pretty young back then. Uh, but now I feel like she's aged into this role. Um, this an interesting, it's an interesting casting for me because, there's a similar dynamic in Logan as the last of us, you know, you have, um, uh, Wolver- like Wolverine's like taking care of this y- young girl and, you know, trying to like taking her under her, under his wing. And, uh, I just thought that was an interesting parallel. Um, not that she would be playing, you know, the Ellie character, but just an, I don't know, just like a little fun little bit right there. And, uh, also, Daphne Keen and Bella Ramsey seem to be good friends. Um, mm. From what I've seen, that they're they're together in a lot of these like you know um, these casting pic- pac- pictures, and you know, I mean, in, I guess in the world of acting, that's probably not that uncommon. You know, it's a, it's a pretty small world for them. So, uh, but yeah, I think that she would be um, a pretty good casting for for Dina. I uh, actually really, really like that choice. Um, I, you know, in terms of fitting all the the profiles, the good age profile, she's all, she seems to be, especially in the in the Logan role, she's a pretty 
like fiery actress and Dina's definitely got a little bit of fire to her. So I think that's, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, my choice, uh, name probably doesn't sound like anything, but I actually, when <laughs> I followed my gut again, um, the actress that pl- that cameos Dina or that we think cameos Dina in episode seven, um, mm. that is peeking at Ellie in the, in the dining hall and a lot of fan theories speculate that that person was Dina. Um, that actress's name is Paolina Van Cleef. She is basically like an unknown, um, I believe Canadian actress, uh, but like an unknown actress. But my assumption is that they are not going to recast that role. Um, I could be totally wrong. And, you know, they, they could easily just say that was nothing. But considering how much intentionality they put a lot behind a lot of little things like that as we've discussed i think that was dina and that actress will keep the role so i'm assuming that that paolina van cleef has been cast as dina and she's going to keep it uh, she fixed the age and ethnicity profile um so yeah that's that's huh. my guess i like that not a bad shot either because of the attention to detail the shows has shown like it's very possible that they've just planned it out that way and they were like all right you're gonna make this short appearance in you know episode six of of season one and you're gonna come back and do uh two seasons with us after that so it's, i i can see it. It, it it makes sense especially if she fits the uh age profile so yep um so then we got uh lev so uh lev is the um brother of yara these are the two um scars or seraphites that abby comes across and takes under her wing uh on her character arc um towards you know redemption off well, redemption on our eyes but for her character arc is more like it's kind of like finding herself in a sense uh but um so this was tough because for both yara and lev the uh, the voice actors that want that played the roles have expressed interest in reprising their role in the show. Um, and unfortunately with Lev, I think that it's uh, Ian Alexander, right? Yeah. Um, Ian Alexander definitely looks like Lev, uh, but unfortunately I think he's aged out of the role. Oh, just a bit. Um, yeah. I it's believe unfortunate. They're, they're 19 and they don't, look like a young kid i don't think uh, they would probably look as old as whoever they cast to play i think they're 21 now actually oh really so yeah yeah i mean it's not even that it's just like their features are just they they've eight they're they're, they look too old to play a 13 year old i agree um and that made me think i'm like you know honestly like i don't know that many like trans actors or actresses i mean that's just like a knowledge gap for on my end um and i would love to see a new talent like a kind of like a um it's kevin woodward right that played the um sam i played sam. sam yeah yeah um that was like a really pleasant surprise like like i don't know the world of like deaf actors and um that was really cool to see and i think i would like a similar thing uh, to really get a new taste, like a taste of a new, um, an up and coming actor that could play um, love. I think that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, I agree. I actually had, I had a similar viewpoint as you. I think it'll be an unknown talent. Um, I do hope that they, they cast a, a trans actor. 
um, just for for exposure, for understanding the role. I think it's it's important. Um, I mean, it's it's not necessary, but just in terms of 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 you know representation and opportunity, and also you know the ability to really understand the role because being being shunned for for being trans is is unfortunately something that a lot of people experience in society. Um, mm. and it's, uh, it's kind of fundamental to Lev's character as well. So someone who, um, might have a, an, an intimate understanding of that, I think would bring that to the role. So that's, mm. that's what I assume. Um, yeah. so yeah, I think we're both in agreement that it'll be an, un uh, a little lesser known or unknown actor to play Lev. Yep, definitely. Um, I would love to, love to see that. Um, so, uh, next character in the main roles we got is uh, Jesse. So, Jesse is the other part of the love triangle between Ellie and Dina uh, and very loyal friend to, to that group, as, as you find out in that, in that game. Uh, and I picked uh, Ross Butler uh, to, play, to play Jesse. So, um, if <laughs> Ross Butler, he might be a little... I think he's pretty high profile for a role that's not it's not the biggest role, Jesse. Um he definitely is important, but I don't think it's yeah, he's like pretty important. He, he's not like I don't I could see that him not getting as much screen time as in the game. Like I could see that happening. Um but you know, Ross Butler, um probably most known for his role in 13 Reasons Why. Um and uh he I think that he's got that lighthearted exterior, but has more than meets the eye that kind of like, like a more, um, like, it, like there's a lot going on. It like interior, like on in the interior. I just, I just, I got this general vibe that he would, he would fit that like lighthearted, like lightheartedness. That's more fierce on the inside. Um, I think it just kind of matches uh, his, uh, the demeanor of Jesse pretty well. Um, so I, I, I think he would probably, he, I mean, I know he's, he's a great actor and I think he would do uh, really well in that role. Um, my first choice for Jesse wasn't a particularly good one, but for some reason, the first name that popped into my head was, was um, uh, the guy who plays, uh, I forget what his name is in unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, but <laughs> he's Kimmy's like love <laughs> interest in the first season or two of unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, uh, his name in the show is Dong Nguyen. Um, and then I had to look up his actor's name is, is, uh, Ki Hong Lee. And when I saw the age profile and I don't think it's a great fit. Um, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately a lot of the like male Asian slash Asian American actors that I'm familiar with are all like just older, older than in the role. So this is one that I kind of just had to like Google. Um, I found one interesting possibility. Uh, his name is McKenyu. Um, he's a Japanese American actor that mostly plays in like Japanese film roles or voiceover work. He had a small role in the Pacific Rim uh, sequel, but he he matches the physicality and age profile, and he seems like he's pretty prolific. I don't think it's going to be him, but I, again, I, I my my roles for Jesse are kind of just shooting in the dark. So. Um, I like that. I actually, I I did look up the uh, the name after after seeing it. Yeah, because I saw I saw it earlier. But I, yeah, I mean, I like that kind of stuff. I mean, I, and it's always a possibility because sure, um, it's just I don't think know, it's likely. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's but just it, I, something tells me that Jesse is also going. They're going to cast a lesser known actor for Jesse. Um, mm. Now you also have to take into account the fact that it's being filmed in Canada. They have access to uh, the Canadian actors' talent pool, which is you know they have mm. geographical access to other actors. Um, and the Craig Mazin, since he's a relatively new showrunner, has kind of like a different pool of. Yeah, and he's not married to like you see a lot of showrunners and directors that get kind of married to the same pool of actors and actresses, you know, CC Quentin Tarantino or um uh wow, I just I'm totally blanking on uh the what? guy who directed Interstellar. Why the fuck? Oh, um uh oh my god, not I, why do I want to say James Cameron? No, <laughs> it's uh I, I love this Christopher Nolan. Yeah, okay, yeah. For that yeah, that okay. was a huge brain fart on my part. Uh, 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 it's like that's my favorite it's like my yeah, favorite director. He's like one of the most <laughs> prolific and acclaimed directors of the last twenty years, and I don't remember his name. Um it's good. Yeah, so I, I don't think he's married to any actors. It's possible that that Jesse will be cast as a as a relatively unknown, but I guess we'll I see. see. I can see that. Yeah, and like I, there's, I think the the classic, <laughs> the classic guess for you know like Asian, Asian American uh, post apocalyptic character is always Stephen Yun. Um, yeah, he's way too you know, old. Walking Dead, but he's way too old for this yeah. role, um, for sure. And and I th- I honestly don't think he would really want it. I think he's kind of like he doesn't want to fall in that like that category. I don't think. Like, yep. I think he's like, he's happy having been Glenn in The Walking Dead. Um, all right. So let's go with uh, the next character here is Owen, who is a part of another love triangle <laughs> in, in uh, Last of Us. Uh, so it's uh, bet- in the love triangle between Abby, Owen, and Mel. And Owen is uh, with Abby in that opening scene uh, when there are the, the opening scenes of the, of the game. Um, and they're like kind of, uh, not stalking, uh, scoping out the uh, that Jackson. Um, so I picked uh, for Owen. I picked Chase Crawford. Uh, so Chase Crawford is uh, who plays the Deep in the Boys. <laughs> I um, I highly highly doubt that's going to be the role, but uh, I appreciate your gumption. I I, I highly doubt it as well. Um, I just love he's what he does with that role he's got but when you think about it right he's got the gold like that golden retriever personality has a tendency to take things a little bit too far yeah and he's easily manipulated in in the in the voice it's a it's it's got a connection to the sea you know just like (laughs) there's there's um you know i I know i'm grasping at straws yeah if you could de-age him by like 10 years i would say yeah but he's yeah I mean, I think you you could probably make him look. I mean, he's not like you can make him look a little younger. Maybe. I think. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably not the best match in the world. But uh, I also think that really for Owen, it's not like the most. I think it, I don't want to take away from whoever plays the role, but I feel like it could really be anybody, and I would be happy. So. <laughs> yeah. So I. I um. I wasn't sure about this one um something tells me that they might uh switch up um owen's ethnicity i I don't have a a good feel for if that's the case or why um but i i don't know uh i uh i just have that 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 gut feeling um 
And I don't really have like a good, I don't, I don't have a good choice for Owen because I feel like Owen's character is not generic, but I, is. there's, yeah, <laughs> I there's, right. there's just so many actors that could play that role with a plum, but I didn't even feel like it was worth me like looking, there's a, a kajillion actors that could play that role really well. Um, so I didn't really bother finding one because I don't think it's worth it. To be honest, I think there's just a, it's there's a billion actors that could play that role. So yeah, it's in terms of like a character that like he's probably got like some of the least amount of dynamic going on. Like yeah. I think I mean it's not to say that he has nothing going on because he definitely does. But like I think you said, like I've been, whoever they cast, can. it's important that. That that this is one where you cast Abby first, and for the roles of Owen and Mel, it's really important that you find actors and actresses that have really good. I mean, same with Lev, but actors that 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 their characters are really supposed to help like foil and drive Abby's character. So it's really important that you cast them based off of Abby's character, right? So. All of the roles where Abby is a, is a feature of their arc, I think that, it, it, you know, I feel really strongly about my choice for Abby and everyone else kind of has to fall in place around her. For sure. Yeah, I think that's a that's a spot on um, analysis uh, for sure. Uh, so let's let's talk about uh, Owen's uh, foil. I don't That's not really the right way. A love love interest. Love interest. Yeah. Um, Foil would be the, the opposite. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Mel. Uh, so Mel is women's love interest. She's pregnant. Uh, another another pregnant woman on, on the cast. And uh, we, it looks like we picked the same person for this one. Yeah. Did uh, you do that organically? Did this, we just happen to find the same person? Uh, uh, so this is interesting about Gideon. Our person is Gideon Adlin. Um, and I... Originally, I had thought maybe she could play Dina. Um, and then I was like, I kind of like her as Mel better. <laughs> mm. But I'm interested to see why you picked her. But I'll just quickly tell you why I picked her. There was this show on um, Netflix called uh, The Society, where she plays a pregnant girl. Um, unfortunately, COVID kind of held hopes for a second season of that show coming out. I actually quite liked it. I think it was like, it was like one of those like guilty pleasure like shows that like, I feel like I probably shouldn't like, but I just did <laughs> like I consumed yeah. the hell out of it. Um, but yeah, I thought she did a great job with it and I would love to see her do a similar role. Like a, you know, pregnant, pregnant girl, uh, well, pregnant woman in this case. Um, and yeah, I th- that was really it. I mean, I just thought she was, she was great at that. Um, that's really what I associate her with is that show. I, um, I actually kind of came to her roundabout ways. I found an actress that I really liked for Yara and she was in a movie with, um, Gideon Adlin that I had seen called Blockers. Um, which is absolutely hysterical if you've never seen it. Uh, it's got John Cena and Ike Barinholtz and Leslie Mann, and it's about three parents trying to stop their daughters from losing their virginity before college. Um, oh, I know. I know. Didn't we watch this together? No, that's a different movie. That was called, that was the uh, package. We might have watched Blockers together, actually. I don't quite remember. I, 
I think we, I think we did. <laughs> but um, she plays, uh, she plays one of the three daughters in that movie, and um, there's something about she's kind of the more reserved, uh, less spoken but strong-willed ones, which is very much like Mel. Like Mel, I mean, a lot of the time you spend with Mel, it's as Abby and Abby and Mel. Um, don't get along great because of their mutual connection through Owen. Um, Owen is Abby's ex and Mel's current, you know, like boyfriend. So there's, I think there's similar traits there. And then she overlaps with a lot of other profiles. I didn't even know she played a pregnant person. Um, but yeah, for that reason, I think she would be a, a really good fit for, for the role. Oh, for sure. I know that you, I just quickly looked it up while you're, while you're going. I remember we definitely watched that at your, at your right. house, <laughs> that movie. Um, yeah, she's great. She's, um, I think she would do a really great job for, for that role. I'm glad we agreed on it. Um, so, yeah, let's get to uh, the last one that we have under main roles, which is Yara. Uh, so Yara is Lev's older sister. And... Uh, again, to one of the two uh, seraphites that we get to know on a more personal level, um, and that's I, I chose Victoria Grace. So this is probably the most controversial, the most controversial pick I have because um, Victoria Grace is the is the voice actor for um, for Yara, mm. and she's expressed interest in playing uh, the role. Uh, she is thirty six. Um, so definitely in technically aged out of this, of this role. Uh, but I don't, I think she can play just like, I think she can play much, a much younger age than she looks like she, this is not like a, uh, this isn't like a Ashley Johnson situation. I think Ashley Johnson looks her age and I think that Victoria Grace, not, not so much, uh, personally, that's just, um, but I think, if she has the interest and she, you know, if the casting directors agree with me, then I say they go for it. I mean, why not? Um, she knows the role probably better than than anybody. So uh, but that was that was uh, my pick. I think that's I, that's I think that's honest, uh, a pretty honest evaluation. Um, I wouldn't mind her reprising the role. My pick was uh, Ramona Young who uh, plays uh, the love interest for Gideon Adlin's character in Blockers. Um, and she's also uh, a prominent role in this show that my wife really likes called Never... Uh, wow. I, I don't think it's Never Have I Ever. Maybe it is. Uh, hold on. Yeah, it is Never Have I Ever. You're right. It is. Um, but uh, she plays a prominent role in that. And uh, for so, I think this is one of the the roles that I was like almost purely on physicality. I personally think she just looks a lot like um, Yara, and fits the age profile, and is an actress who I don't think is currently tied down to anything. For so she kind of just popped up in my mind, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go with it. And then it was through her that I was like, oh yeah, Gideon Adlin, perfect for Mel. Um, but yeah, Ramona Young, I think, is my my like yeah baby kind of choice. All right, I like that. You the uh, the the blockers cast pulling up strong <laughs> for this. You know, it's funny. I was actually um, I uh, one of the other main daughters in that is uh, Gerald Geraldine Viswinahan, mm-hmm. um, who yep. plays a, a couple different roles. I love her. I think she's so funny. 
Um, and yes. I was trying to think of like where I could slot her in. I was like, maybe she'll be Dina, but she's also way she's also like way too old to be Dina. Um, <laughs> and uh, she she's only in her twenties, but she looks like she's in her thirties. And I think I don't think she would fit any like well for any particular role. I just I love her as, as an actress. So um, that's that's yeah. funny. I did a similar thing with Owen actually. I I thought that um. The guy who plays the soldier in season three of I don't know if you've seen season three of the boys. Um, oh, Jensen Ackles. Yeah, yeah. I think he looks more like Owen. Yeah, but he's but he's like his, late thirties, early forties. Yeah, he? yeah. His voice is like way too deep. It's yeah. like it's a. It would be the look is there, but like the rest is not really there. And that's why I was like, Oh wait, what about Chase Crawford? And then, and then I went through the loophole of like the, this connection to the sea. I think <laughs> Jensen like, Ackles when he was young, start like starting supernatural, I think would have been a good fit for Owen, but now he's just old. Yeah, for sure. But it's interesting that we both kind of had a similar thought process for a different character. Yep. Um, Cool. So let's get into some of the side roles. Uh, first one being Manny, which is uh, Abby's best friend at the uh, the WLF or the or Wolves, um, which is the faction that they both belong to in Seattle. Uh, um, I actually had a pretty easy time picking this one. Uh, this was for me. Uh, I put down Cooper Andrews, who he plays a character named Jerry in the walking dead. And Jerry is like this lighthearted, really loyal friend, almost to a fault. Um, he's definitely a bit heftier than Manny. And he's also the ethnicity profile is, a, is definitely different. It, he's Samoan. Um, but I think he still fits the role pretty perfectly. I mean, if you watch clips of Jerry from the walking dead, in YouTube, you know exactly what I mean. Like it just, it just fits, and he doesn't look that far off. Um, like again, like ethnicity profile wise, which again, like they've played around with in this show. Yeah. So for for me, I, I again, it also really doesn't matter that that much to me. I think if you know you're, no matter what ethnicity you are, if you yeah. audition for the, the role, role you, you do the, the best. Yeah. yeah. So, um, very rarely is that. Yeah. A factor that that really matters um almost never yeah but yeah i think cooper cooper andrews definitely um fits the role for me i i, I, lo- I loved it uh I, I would love to see him do it um but manny i for for these side roles i'll be honest i just kind of ran out of time finding good ones so i'll let you introduce yours i didn't really have good picks for uh manny or the next character I, I think Manny was actually like Manny was easy for me, but I think that if I hadn't thought of Cooper Andrews, I don't know who I would have put for Manny. So it was easy, but only because I knew <laughs> I watched The Walking Dead religiously. If yeah. I hadn't, I, I would not have been able to pick one. Um, all right, so let's. I'll do Nora. Nora. Um, I think Chelsea Tavares is who is the um voice actor and. Mm. Um, motion capture for Nora she definitely should get this rule. I think I think this one's actually pretty. I don't see a reason why she shouldn't, unless she's like too busy. Um, she, uh, she has plenty of acting chops. She stars in uh, All American, 
uh, which is a show on CW and on Netflix. And uh, her character is Patience in that show. That's her name. Um, and it's very, I mean, she can act. She can act. She already played the role of Nora. Like, if she's available, I don't see why they wouldn't be at least giving her a ring to say, hey, you interested in doing this? Um, I could totally see it happening. And yeah, that's what I put down for for Nora. I like that. I um, like that a lot. Yeah. Um, it's All right. So the last kind of side role that I had is is a, another one that I feel like could be a really strong candidate for being a, a, a reprise. And that's the character of Isaac, who is uh, voiced yeah. and mo-capped by Jeffrey Wright, who's obviously uh, a really prolific and talented actor who's been in a lot, you know, recently, most mm-hmm. notably um, Westworld. And uh, I feel like a bunch of, of movies. I mean, he's been he was a major character in, in the more recent James Bond movies. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it'd be really fun if they got Jeffrey Wright to come back and reprise. Um, I don't know if he would, but I really like that they got a few actors with some real star power to come back and anchor uh, season one. I think that with Joel departing, uh, it would be good <laughs> to have some actors with some real some real charisma and gravitas really anchor season two i think it'll be cool yeah. if jeffrey wright came back uh, i i completely agree uh i think that and what's it, it, it's, it's interesting is is you can really give eyes oh i for, kind of forgot so isaac is the leader of the the, the wlf wolves. if you're yeah the wolves um if you forgot and then nora is again one of the wolves and she's the one that ellie first hunts down and, and kills um, and she's in that like I don't I can't remember she's in like some outposts I can't she's remember at the, what exactly. she's at the hospital outpost it's a hospital yeah yeah so a couple a couple um, floors up from the Rat King yeah oh my God <laughs> we don't talk about the Rat King not not now <laughs> um but yeah Isaac uh yeah I think it, it's a role that like honestly didn't have that much screen time on the in the game. Like he, he definitely was like a presence and you just got this general sense that he was like, you know, mob boss kind of like um and he was definitely a fierce and scary character. He's but. basically like the Kathleen. Like he's he he yeah. plays a very similar function to Kathleen um in part two. Yeah. I could see them giving like a, a big actor that role though. Like I could see them like flushing like flushing that character out a little bit more um in in a show yeah uh, so it could be very enticing for jeffrey wright to come come and do that so uh i would be interested to see i mean I, i'm sure they're gonna at least give him a call yeah for <laughs> sure hey you want to you want to do this thing or what so um so let's we've been talking about some of these voice actors let's talk about a, a few more uh voice actors that Maybe won't have like a major role, but might, we might uh, see an appearance from them. Uh, Want to start with uh, Laura Bailey? Um, Laura, Laura our Bailey, who our, our girl who who did play Abby um, in the game, and has already made a cameo in the first in the first season as one of the uh, one of the um, the nurses. I guess the nurses uh, at Saint Mary's Hospital. That was the yeah, one of the ones like that one was prepping those... Ellie for surgery. Yeah. And I think she, I mean, you and I both agree on this. Uh, definitely some sort of WLF member. Um, you say that a uh, teacher. 
yeah, that you brief, briefly see like a school. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. I I know that she's primarily a voice actress, but I think that Laura Bailey is just like she's just a force of nature, like in terms of acting. The fact that she happens to be lending her acting talents to voice is just incidental. Like she's an incredible actress and I would love to see her get. I mean, I, I think the same about a lot of the act, actors and actresses that were voice actors in the original Last of Us game. Um, I think yeah. that she deserves to have a cameo that's more than just a nurse in the hospital. Um, I would love if they gave her like a Jeffrey Pierce, like like whole episode speaking role. Um, I don't know. I would just love to see more of Laura Bailey in general. Um, I hope they give her an expanded role in whatever like episode that they they spend a lot of time with the wolves. I, I think it'll be fun to have her there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I hope she does get an expanded role. It would be really cool to see her in that um, in that aspect, like in that regard. Like, I think it would be a very because uh, I don't, I can't think of any. Has she been in anything that where she has like a like a major role? I don't think so. I I don't. I mean, I'm not familiar with her live action credits, so I, yeah, don't, I don't really know. Definitely could, familiar with all of the of yeah. the uh, voice acting, but not yeah, yeah because she's action, literally sure. the the main and most talented voice actress in pretty much everything she yeah. does. She's like Troy Baker level, you know, voice actor. So yeah, uh, voice actress. So looking, um, I'm looking at her uh, her credits, and I I don't think she's played uh, a ton of live action work. Let's see, she's has a little yeah, bit. Which is crazy. Which um, is crazy because she would be really good at it. Yeah, I know. So, nope. All right. right, Well, we'll see. I think, I think she could definitely take on a bigger role for sure. Um, but then we got, uh, Shannon Woodward, who is, Shannon Woodward is Dina. Dina. That's right. I always get that mixed up in my head because the, uh, motion capture, uh, was somebody else, right? Yeah. It it was, was, uh, it was kind of like an, a no, like a non-actor. Casina Um, Casanova, I think is her name. Um, Um, I, yeah, I, I just think, said the resident, like, I, I think it would be cool if she was a resident of Jackson. Uh, last episode, we talked about the possibility of them spending a couple episodes in Jackson to build up the Abbey tension. I think it would be cool if she had a, a minor role there. Um, but either way, I think Shannon Woodward deserves a little bit of a role because she did an excellent job as Dina. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's where Dina's character uh, if she can't play Dina, I think that's where she belongs, uh, which I, you know, I don't think she'll play Dina. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't think, I think great for a great voice actor, um, but I don't think. She's actually, I mean, uh, she's she mainly live role. actor, live act, a live action actress. She, uh, she played yeah, a pretty yeah. big role in, in Westworld. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't, I, I kind of said that in a weird way. I wasn't insinuating that she can't, she can't be a live actress, uh, but I was, I was more just saying like, I, I don't think she I don't think she fits the Dina role, ironically, no. which um, oh, anyway, that's that. But yeah, so we both had her as a resident of Jackson. Uh, and then our next one is Ian Alexander, who we talked about briefly already. Uh, pretty determined that he won't be or they won't be able to play Lev. Uh, but I think. I think that that character belongs in or they belong in uh, as a random seraphite. I think that would be kind of interesting to see that them in that, uh, in that area of Seattle. I, um, I think that's, I thought about that too, 
But I also think that so much of Lev's character arc is like, like pain. Wanting to be away from them. Like, yeah, pain and getting away from the Seraphites and like trying to reconcile their escape from, from the Seraphites. And I'm sure that, you know, Alexander, I mean, maybe, maybe not, but you know, I'm, I'm sure that they've gone through some, some turmoil in, in their life about, you know, concerning their, their, uh, gender, their, you know, non-binary, um, so, so I don't know if they if they would really want to inhabit that role for just like a cameo. Maybe that'd be like a little painful, but I also don't know exactly where they would go. So I just said like a, another random Jackson resident, maybe that they would pair up with like a Shannon Woodward for like a, a, a two off, you know, cameo scene. But I don't have a really good feel, but I bet that they will want to be involved. So I, I, ex- I expect to see them in season two somewhere. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I think. Now that you mention it that way, it does make a lot more sense that they wouldn't be, uh, <laughs> they wouldn't be safe. But you're yeah. you're you're right about that. I can see Victoria um, Grace if if she's not cast in the role of Yara, I can see her returning and playing a Seraphite in season two or three, like a major speaking role. Um, you know, like maybe their mom, honestly. Yeah, but she's I, a little young but, for that, but. She, yeah, she doesn't. It's and she really does looks young for her age, in my opinion. So like, I, I, that might actually she might not be able to play that just in terms of age. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I mean, we have Jeffrey right here too, but I think we've yeah we we thought that him. maybe he could reprise uh, um, Isaac. So I think there's yeah, I mean there's a couple other minor wolf roles like Abby's friends and uh, a couple of residents of Jackson that we haven't talked about but those are the main like roles that have any appreciable amount of screen time so I think we covered that well um obviously uh we're going to have shimmer back that's important got Oh hell yeah man got to got to get uh, some shimmer There are some two there are some uh characters too that show kind of like towards the tail end of part two that probably won't be in season two as well. So oh, you mean the rattlers? Yeah. Like the rattlers, like that doesn't seem like that's probably not going to be. That no, they also, be do, season I don't two. think they have named roles. Do they? They're just rattlers. Um, there aren't named roles, but, uh, just there's, there's a couple rattlers in particular, the first ones that Ellie meets yeah. and she gets like caught up in that snare, that trap, um, that the voice actors are, it's a very interesting duo of uh, Travis Willingham and uh, Logic uh, <laughs> are the two voice actors for those two characters. Of course, I, which is which is crazy. Um, I love that. But yeah, I. Other than that, I yeah, I don't know if there's. Yeah. There's yeah any, I, I think else. we've covered we've covered some good grounds. We've we've talked about a lot of names that are almost certainly will not be cast in the show. I think if we get even one of them right, I think that'll be a, a triumph. <laughs> I think uh, we'll get a couple right. I think we got a couple right. We have I, good at- do you want to take bets on whether we'll get even one right or not? Um, I what, oh, you want to do an over and over under? Yeah, I'm like gonna a, do over under uh, and set it at one. We get one, one and a half. You got to do one and a half. All right, one and a half. I'm going to take the under on one and a half. The under on one and a half? I think we're going to get exactly one of these right. I'll think, I'll, I'll to make it interesting, I'll take the over, and I do think we'll get, All we'll right. get at least two. What are we betting on then? Um, 
this incredible editing, podcast. Edit, editing the you know, next you know, episode. <laughs> you don't know. If you're a listener and you want to get in on this, uh, suggest a good non, a non-monetary bet that we can make for our, yeah. our... A punishment. Yeah. A punishment for being wrong. For, <laughs> yeah. um, and it also, if you have any particular casting choices that you uh, really like and want aired out, um, shoot them to us. And if we get enough, we'll... Uh, We'll read them out on on our next episode and see what the uh, the community thinks about our our acting choices and uh, yeah, sign yourself up for the role of casting the director with us. Come on, come along, yeah, come it, along. It's actually pretty fun. Too. It is. It's, it's a lot it, of fun. It, fun to, it was fun to go through and and think of like different people who might uh, make an appearance, might or, but probably not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's yeah. that's it for this uh, week's episode and. Uh, We'll see you next time. Yep, we'll we'll come back with another episode next week and uh, can't wait to to talk about more Last of Us. See you then. Oh, yeah. See you then. Thanks again for tuning in to the Cordyceps Crew Podcast, an unofficial Last of Us podcast. If you made it this far into the episode and enjoyed what you heard, please leave a rating and a review wherever you might be listening. Want to reach out to us in person? Feel free to email us at cordycepscrew at gmail.com and we may feature your comment in a future episode. You can follow us on all of our socials, including Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for additional content and updates, all of which will be linked in the episode description. And that wraps it up for this week. We look forward to you joining us next week on this journey through The Last of Us. Thanks, guys.